This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, April 17th, 2012. I'm Caleb Brown. The debate over Arizona's tough immigration law have focused primarily on whether it's constitutional. Constitutional or not, the law has several unintended economic consequences that could harm even supporters of ending illegal immigration. Alex Narasta, a policy analyst at the Cato Institute, offers his thoughts. While most people, when they think of the law, think of SB 1070, uh, they think of the show-me-your-papers portions of the law. But what they don't realize is more than half of the law actually has to deal with uh, punishing businesses or punishing people who want to employ other people. So the business aspects of the law and the, the harm that it causes to economic growth are underestimated in the public's mind. Uh, just to give you a few examples of that, um, sections uh, 6 and 7 of the law are punishments for include punishments for knowingly or intentionally hiring undocumented immigrants. Now, for a second such offense during a probationary period, all of the business's licenses are revoked. Um, this portion of the law, which carries over from a little bit older law that passed in 2007, is known as the business death penalty. And um, it unfortunately is constitutional according to a uh, court case last year that went all the way to the Supreme Court. What SB 1070 does is update a lot of these provisions, make them a little worse, and gives them a little more teeth. For people who aren't business people, if you're a restaurant who's uh, hired some, some people uh, illegally, just a few days uh, without your licenses to operate will put you out of business. Just a few days. Yeah. I mean, we live, unfortunately, uh, every state has just reams of licenses for every business involved, everything from restaurants to opening up a nail salon. And if you don't get that government permission to open and run that business, you can't do it. Um, and you will essentially be put out of business. This law also strengthens the E-Verify system, which is a federal system for documenting uh, workers, uh, what does a law do and what does E-Verify do? So E-Verify is a federally run uh, program that checks the work eligibility for all workers in the state of Arizona. And it's mandatory for all states, for all businesses in that state beginning in 2008. Uh, the system is a very expensive addition onto empl existing employer law in the state. It comes with an 82-page manual for employers to get to know. Um, it's 54% ineffective at identifying undocumented immigrants, and it uh, unfortunately labels 1% of legal American workers as unauthorized. And the process for fixing that, for proving that you are a legal worker, uh, usually requires something called a Privacy Act request, which takes 104 days for the government to sort out. Um, the purpose of that is to determine which bit of your information is actually inaccurate and so that you can actually go in and fix it. Of course, if you are not confirmed by E-Verify, you only have 120 days to fix it before your employment is terminated. So you've got a, big, a window there of about 16 days if everything goes according to plan to fix it. And E-Verify is just another expensive cost on top of the other regulatory costs to hiring people in Arizona. How might that express itself? That is to say, I am a I am a perfectly legal American worker. I am eligible to work. You're an entrepreneur who wants to hire me. How does uh, that system specifically get in the way? Well, uh, this uh, has actually happened several times. Uh, one example I'll give you is uh, a popular restaurant in Phoenix called Anchiladas, which is a delicious Mexican restaurant. I've actually been there. And the owner of that restaurant wanted to hire his daughter, who was born in the United States, just like the owner of the restaurant was. But due to an error in the system, 
Um, when his daughter applied for the job, he ran her identity information through the federal government database and got something called a tentative non-confirmation, which means that she was not able to work until she sorted out uh, her paperwork errors in the federal system. And it's a little offensive that you would have to put your own daughter through an application process to work in your restaurant to begin with. Well, I mean, I think it's pretty, I think it's a violation of any free market principle or any notion of individual sovereignty that you have to ask the government permission to work in a non-government job. I mean, we're talking about two people who independently want to associate with themselves where there are no spillover costs that are conceivable that could hurt anybody else trying to ask, having to ask permission from the government to do so. Um, there is really no justification for this. And it's, um, you know, another expensive add-on to the cost of hiring people. To give you another example, the uh, I-9 form, which we all have to fill out when we get hired, was mandated in 1986 as part of the Immigration Reform and Control Act. And this year, the federal government decide, or did a study that found that uh, people spend an average of 13.5 million hours a year dealing with the extra red tape and bureaucracy associated with the I-9 form. Um, E-Verify is an enormous mess compared to that. It is even worse and takes many more hours for people to deal with. The law also makes it more difficult for farmers to hire uh, the labor that they need to pick specifically fruits and vegetables in the state. So Arizona is a huge producer of uh, lettuce, uh, citrus, melons, and other such things. And what you hear a lot of anecdotally you hear a lot of evidence of farmers actually shifting production down south into Mexico, where they can actually get the labor unnecessary for things like melons and citrus. Meanwhile, some farmers in Arizona are either cutting back on acreage or shifting production from fruits and vegetables that are more suited to that climate to things like uh, wheat and other crops that can be harvested by machines. So what you've done is you've tried, you've limited the state of Arizona has limited the supply of labor available to farmers, causing them to shift into using machines which are more expensive and less efficient, uh, hurting the market there. You also see this similar effect of limiting the supply of low-skilled workers applied to uh, restaurants, uh, retail, uh, low-end manufacturing, uh, construction, and other industries like that. See, uh, unauthorized immigrants concentrate at those sections of the labor market. So you're not going to see this really affect the market for computer engineers, but you will see it on the lower end. Uh, the, the sad part is the uh, Legal Arizona Workers Act and SB 1070 have been somewhat effective. They've pushed several hundred thousand people out of Arizona and about and tens of thousands more deeper into the black market. Uh, the sad part is when people leave the state, they are bringing their business with them. They are not consuming anything in the state anymore. They're not working in the state. They're not starting businesses in the state anymore. So that has had a bigger impact on Arizona's economy than what we would expect otherwise. So Arizona has been suffering quite a bit through this slow economy over the years. And we've seen it even more in markets like the real estate market, where if you drive through Mesa, Arizona, like I did a few months ago, you see houses that were previously selling for $100,000 in 2007 selling now for somewhere around ten dollars to $15,000, um, merely because hundreds of thousands of people have left the market. They've left and brought their business to other states. Uh, what the Public Policy Institute of California also found is that tens of thousands of people, instead of leaving the state and dealing with e or dealing with E-Verify, they've simply gone to a cash-only economy. 
they've gone deeper into the black market, which is basically the exact opposite of the intended results of this law. Alex Narasta is a policy analyst at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.